chapter Lamates 39, Beis, volume 1, page Samarvav 66, discourse 10. The Rebbe Rashab writes Lamates, he writes Tes Lamed, that's Tal. That's Du. Just uh, pointing that out. And we're in the middle of the discussion of Milo Mata, the hierarchy that is fundamental, meaning that it's not a relative issue that Chachma is higher than Bina because it has more energy, but because it is fundamentally higher level, that's why it has more energy. He explained this both on the level of the worlds and the level of the spheres, dissecting what does it mean, the structure of existence. Essentially, we're establishing here that Er Pnimi, internalized and integrated energy, is not just that it, it diminishes as it travels and is transmitted from one level to the next, but it fundamentally begins with the structure of higher and lower, meaning higher here and lower doesn't mean physically, it means conceptually, it means in degree and position. So you can say parent and child, ancestor and descendant, as hierarchies are built. You have the higher level, the lower level, and that is a fundamental element into the structure of of existence, which is what Oyaprimi is all about. And therefore, it causes that a higher entity like Chochmeh has more energy, less container. Bina has less energy, more container. So in addition to the process of how one evolves from the next in the diminishing of the energy, is how they are fundamentally on their own. And he explained this both on the level of the worlds and on the level of the spheres. So Atzilus is fundamentally higher than Bri, Yitzir, and Asiya. And above Atzilus, the worlds above Atzilus are fundamentally higher than that dimension. Not just diminished energy, but also that it's a fundamentally higher level. Like you said, higher than Atzilus, you have is an experience of the mohus of the Kav, the Etzema Kav. They experience the essence of the, the, the ray of light. In Atzilus, you only have a reflection of it. You have an experience of the essence of it, but you only have a reflection. In Ak, as he said, Adam Kadmin, because it reflects Machshavak Duma, the primordial thought of God, as it is after the Tzimtzum, it's qualitatively on a higher level. So the bottom line is there's a qualitative difference, fundamental difference between one level and the next, and that defines its, its measure and its degree of energy. And he concluded with saying the same with Chachma and Bina, that Chachma, though it's in the cognitive world, it's already, it's not pure desire, Rotson as in Keser, which has no reason at all. Chachma is already in the world of Yediyah, of knowledge. But in that world itself, it's just barely. It still expresses and experiences something that's beyond knowledge. Like he explains, like he says, there radiates there the feeling of less machshavat tvisibeklal. So chokhmah is like is on the edge between the cognitive beginning of any concept, but still very much in touch with that which is beyond. So that's where chokhmah is, and that's why its energy is so intense. Bina is on a lower level, and now we continue chapter Lamates on page Samarvov sixty six. Why 
And the Indian in this is because he's been discussing Chachmambina as an example of the spheres, how Chachm is, is fundamentally superior, qualitatively, to Bina. So he says, the primary difference between Chachma and Bina. Again, Chachma is the concept. Bina is the comprehension of a concept. Chachma is that spark. Chachma grasps the essence of the matter. Bina, comprehension, only grasps its existence. As we spoke, Mitzis means that you know it's there. doesn't mean you know what is there. You know it's there. Something is there. Chachma grasps the etzem, the essence of it. In other words, he's saying it's similar to the difference between, if you recall, the worlds before Atzillus and Atzillus. We said Atzillus grasps the Mitzias, and higher than Atzillus grasps the Mohus. So, when you say you know, for example, we have a soul, that generally means you know there's a Mitzias of a soul. You know there's a life force. You don't need faith for that. Because you see, moment of birth, something happens. Moment of conception, something begins to grow and live. Moment of death, something be- stops, dying, stops living. Must say there's a life force. Someone will ask you, what is this life force? It's a whole other story. The mahus of the neshama, what it is, mahu, mahus, from the word mahu, is far more complicated. So mitzis is knowing something exists, mahus is knowing what it is, or etzim is also similar, knowing the essence of it. You could say atzmus and mahus, atzmus is even more essential than mahus. Atzmus is like the essence of something, mahus is what is it, and mitzis is that it is. Now later we're going to learn about the four names, that, that names have four types. There's a shema etzem, there's a shem ha-toyar, there's a shema pu'ula, and there's a ha-kinui. Right? So shema etzem is, means the name of something, the fundamental name of that item. Shema toyar is a description of it. So tree, the word tree, or eights, like we learned in other places, we learned that my adoration gave names to the creatures. Shair. Adam. Adam is a shema etzim. Describes the etzim of a person. You say a person is this and this tall and short. Or he's made up of organs. And has a mind and a heart. You're already talking toyar. You're describing what it is. Shem hapula is function. A person can walk. Can talk. Can think. Shema kinu is like a nickname. I'm only using it as an example that there are different ways when you look at something, you could sometimes just know its outer veneer, or you can know its inner meaning. A wise person, or a person that's trained, can look at the same thing that a novice will look at, and they'll see more muhus than they'll see mitzis. Two people look at a face. One person will just see the face, the other person will feel the vibe, will feel the mood. Doesn't mean they know the muhus, but it's better, it's more than mitzis. So there's many level, layers there's muhus of metzias, there's metzias of muhus. So basically, Bina, he said, Chochmet Tevis Be'etz Madover, and Bina grasps the metzias. The Bina B'chines HaSogu, V'chol HaSogu B'tzir HaDover. Because Bina is comprehension. Comprehension, by definition, every comprehension is B'tzir HaDover. It's in the shape of the object. What means comprehension? It means you're breaking something into details. As soon as you break it into details, it means you're already moving away from its essential, from its essential nature, because you're breaking it down. You're trying to understand it. Like he mentioned before, he said, for example, when you speak something that's loving, you say to someone, "I love you." I love you 
can be very sincere and authentic, but the words never capture the intensity of the emotion. As a matter of fact, as he said earlier, when the emotion is intense, you usually don't have words. So just I'm giving an example, similar Bina and Chachma, as soon as you're beginning to understand details of something, yes, you, be, you comprehend it, but you've already moved away from the essential experience. Like when you say to someone, listen, I can't explain it to you, you have to experience it. Someone will say, explain to me what music is. I never heard music in my life. Your answer is going to be, I can explain to you from today till tomorrow the science of music. I can explain to you all the fact, fact, facts that it has in us. I can tell you stories about it. But you have to hear a song. A song. To, to know this music is mitzvah. To feel the song and music that resonates as you hear it is somewhat muhus. I'm saying somewhat because it's not entirely, but it's definitely the experience. But you could, after you hear it, the music, you can then analyze it. And say, okay, now let's analyze what we just heard. Then already you moved away, as he said, it's in the tziur hadover. You're not talking about the shape and form of it. Fine. And musical notes, there's a structure, etc. It's a formula. So, people who think they're fashteyer, they should know that they're good in the tziur hadover, not the essence of the thing. That's why you'll see people who may not have the words, but they grasp something, and you see they get it. They may not be able to express it. Other people are very good expressors. They used to say about certain individuals, they're, they're excellent at explaining something to someone else that they themselves don't understand. You know, people like that. So they know how to express, but then there are people who get it. Obviously, the best is the person who gets it. That can express what he gets. That would be the best of both worlds. But there are definitely mavinim, and they're chachamim. A maven and a chachm are not the same thing. A maven is a bina person. A chachm is a, is a conceiver. So chachm is not just conception that you conceive. It's because chachm is more of a person who gets something. That's why he conceives. Because it's an innovative thing. It's like a spark of an idea. Okay, so... All comprehension is in the shape of the thing. Not in its essence. Only in the existence of the thing. How and what it is. Here it doesn't mean ma'az and muhus. He means, like you know, it's a table. It's, it's, it's five feet tall. Four feet wide. Ten feet long, whatever it may be. So you have a comprehension in the breakdown of the of the components, of the ingredients. But not the etzim ha-dover. V'zehu sh'asogat tefesis ba'avov k'tzovah sh'ladover ha-musik. And this is the meaning of what we say, that ha-sogat, comprehension, ha-sogat and ha-vona is bina. Tefesis ba'avov k'tzovah grasps the four edges of a concept. Now let me explain vov k'tzovah's. Vokzovis is usually reused around space, but he wants to explain here, you see, space is also conceptual space. What's the Vokzovis? Every three dimensional item has six edges, right? So if you look at a, uh, you look here, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, top and bottom. That's a six. So it's like six, called six sides, six angles, not angles, six. Sides. That would be the way to look at it, right? Which is what, what we do essentially, in a way, when we uh, 
uh, by Lulav and Esrug, they're not Nuyim, even though it's not exactly, but it's also similar. You go four, the four different directions, east, west, south, and north. And then you go up and down. So you cover basically all the different uh, so-called Vovkzavis of a three-dimensional object. A, four dimen- a two-dimensional object has four sides. You know, it has a, a width, a, uh, like a square, has four sides. But a three-dimensional includes the extra dimensions, so there's a top and a bottom. That's Vovkzavis. Clear? Okay. That's in space. But in Hasage, in concept, there's also four space. You know, there's... there's We've learned that a bit. When we learned the Kud Kav Shetach, you learned that an idea begins with a point. A point has no Ktsavas, has no edges, no sides at all. A line has one side, beginning and an end. A Shetach, on two dimensional, begins to have four sides, because now it's a, it's a bunch of lines that both that go. A line is just length. A Shetach, a space, an area plane, already has length and width. And then when you add the third dimension, you add depth. So you have also the top and the bottom. So bottom line in concept, you could also have an idea that just extends in length. If you remember, he spoke about that. There are two ways. You can have an idea that extends, and it's exactly the same way as it goes from the teacher, to, from the transmitter to the recipient. But it could also be diminished. And then there's Rechav, expanding it outward. With many examples, with many elaborations. So there's not right here, but in Imre Bina and other places explains how Seichel is also, there's Eirech, Rechev, and Emek to Seichel. And Eirech is two, Rechev has two sides, and Emek, depth has two, that's six. Okay, so bottom line, bottom line is any concept has in it length, which would be an idea as it extends downward. Rechev it has width and expanse, like Rechev is Hanor. This is really the main thing that Bina adds is Rechev, more than just length. And then it has depth, how deep you go. So basically saying that what Asoga grasps the six dimensions, because that's what it is, it's spreading it out. From the Nakuda, the one dot, the one point, has now spread into a whole six-dimensional item, three-dimensional item that is made up of six sides. The Chol Dovah Shu because anything that is Poshet, is, that is shapeless, that is seamless, that is, uh, what's the word I want to use? Structureless. And doesn't have edges, doesn't have sides. Something that does not have dimensions, something dimensionless. Which means, just for the record, to mean something that doesn't exist. Or something that is not defined by existence. Because every Metzius has to have some way you grasp it. The definition of Metzius means that it has definition. Which is why for us it's so hard to relate to Atmos that has no definition. Say Mitzi is built in Mitzi Nimsa. That God is an existence, but not an existential existence. What are we trying to say? We're trying to say is, you cannot say God exists the way we exist, but you can't say God doesn't exist, God forbid. So you say God exists, but not the way we exist. So it's essentially saying, He doesn't exist in any way that we can comprehend. And exists in a completely different way. But existence as we know it is tangible. Existence as we know it needs to be defined. If someone says something exists, you'll say, let me see it. Let me hear it. Let me understand it. You have to grasp it in some way. That's the fascinating thing about existence. Existence, as Rafridik Rebbe explains in Sadiq Dalad, existence, first something exists, and then you legitimize it. 
When you talk about atzmos, something that's real doesn't need for you to grasp it for it to exist. So, for example, let's say in relationships, someone says, I really care about you. If they never express it, if there's no tangible expression of it, who really cares whether they care or not? In this world, what matters is there's some type of tangible something or other. Or someone says, there's something out there for you. And you say, but I can't see it, I can't touch it, I can't relate to it. It Then it doesn't exist in our terms. It's a nice idea, but it's not relevant to me. Because that's how we, we, we exist with definitions and parameters. When you talk about a real existence, who says someone has to experience it? It exists because it exists. It's real because it's real. We can only imagine actually in a in context of like almost uh, through extrapolation, through through the negative. I want to give one example for it because it may be helpful to understand this concept here. It's an interesting thing. It's a good way. It's an exercise. Tell me what you think about this. Everything you experience in life, except yourself, you experience from the outside in. You look at a table, you process it. Your eyes tell you there's a table, you process it. You look at other people, ah, that person, since I see that person has eyes and ears and looks like me, that means he must think like me. And so you can identify with them. But you don't experience them from the inside out, you experience them from the outside in. You see them and then... You absorb as much as you want to absorb. Yourself, you work the other way around. You don't need to look in a mirror and say, I exist. You feel I'm here. And everything else comes next. That means you don't even need to express yourself. When someone says, how do I know you're here? You'll say, that's your problem. I know I'm here. You don't need to prove it. You don't need to manifest. If you're a secure person, you don't need to express yourself. To the point, they'll go even a step further. You don't even feel yourself. You feel yourself when you start thinking about yourself. Like if I asked you, what is your left leg doing? So now you think. A second ago, you didn't. It didn't mean it didn't exist. It exists because it's part of you. Tell me, what does it feel like to exist? Can you describe to me? It's very difficult to answer that question. Yeah, you can, If someone asks you, what, is, what does existence express? I could say, well, part of existence is I speak, I walk, I eat, I'm hungry, I have feelings, I have sensations, I get aroused, I get, I'm dulled, you know. You can give a whole series, but that's functionality. What is existence feeling of being that I, I am? What does it feel like? There's no expression. There's really no way to express it. And if someone doesn't know what it is, hypothetically, you would not be able to explain to them just like you wouldn't be able to explain to them what music does without them hearing music. No way. It's impossible. The Rambam speaks about Ilam Haba. You can't explain spiritual Ilam Haba to someone just like you can't explain colors to a blind person. A person who never saw colors. Yeah, you can explain to them their different feelings. Every color has a feeling. There are blind people and deaf people who they stand by the ocean, they sense something. Even if they don't hear the waves, they sense, you can sense energy. But that's a different story. We're talking about what is the difference between red and blue. So you could describe the feeling you get when you see red and what you see blue, but you can't describe difference of colors. A person, God forbid, blind will never appreciate the diversity of physical colors. On the other hand, there's one blind person I know told me, she tried, I only know the spiritual. I don't know anything that's physical. Yeah. So they don't have that. They live purely on spirit. When they meet a person, they don't know what they look like. It can be the ugliest person, but they will see beauty if that person is a beautiful person. The point that many I'm making here is that muhus, 
is hard for us to comprehend because we're Mitzvah's creatures. But we have examples of it. The one I just gave is one example. So imagine that you have the depth of appreciation of another person, almost like you understand yourself. I mean, that would be a person that's like a Rebbe, who simply has so little, so no ego, that they literally can dress into your garment, so to speak. Like in the Rebbe, the Rebbe would take Yechidus, they say, he would actually sweat so much, he changes, had to change his undershirt, because he would experience the other person's life. So that's not just empathy and compassion, that's a person who's going into another person. That means that you're able to divest yourself of your so-called garments and go into another. That's another level completely. Then they could see you from the inside out. Most of us, even if we give advice to someone, even if you're a smart person, you say, you know, so you see more than others see, and you could perhaps help somebody see something they can't see because they're subjective, but to say that you see them from inside out, that's a, a level. The point I'm making, it's not necessary even now. Even halacha, chayech, kaidman. God made it, didn't make us be going to other people's bodies and see it through their eyes. But with bittel and with commitment, you could begin to see things from another perspective eyes if you listen and you're open to hearing another point of view. All I'm trying to really say here and I'm trying to describe, is, is describing as an example, going back to what means mitzis of a thing and what means it's muhus. So definition, by definition, hasogya, I'm sorry, something that dover poshut. So dover poshut would be, you know, dover poshut actually means both. Dover poshut means it has no um, parameters. It has no... Sh- structuralist. Right, structuralist, dimensionless. But dover poshut also means sometimes you say to somebody, it's a dover poshut. What do you mean by that? You're saying, I don't need explanation. It's an obvious reality. Like someone asks you, how do I know you exist? You're not going to start proving... You know what? Because if you take a ruler and you measure me from here to here and you see I'm sitting in the chair, I know I exist because I occupy space. You exist because you exist. It's a dover poshet in a way. Poshet meaning it doesn't require hasage and comprehension. Everything else requires explanation. You want to explain something, so you say, okay, let me explain. In other words, as soon as you're going to explain something, you're already outside of the source. You're outside of the essence of something. A fish does not need to be told what water is. We do, because we don't know what water is. We don't need to be told what life is. When you live, you exist. No, there's no class, no course that's going to teach you what life is. It can teach you how to use your life, what the meaning of life is, why your soul is here. But the mere fact that you exist is not a hasogadika thing, it's just a reality. Dover poshut. I mean, I'm just explaining, it doesn't use it here. In this. So something that's poshut, in Lake Tovis, doesn't mean doesn't mean non-existent. It means it doesn't have the definitions and doesn't have the parameters. So a thing like that, something that's a dover poshut, dover poshut, is not nitfis, is not graspable in comprehension. It's not graspable in that way at all. Because it, um, it doesn't have anything to grasp it with. You want to think about it physically speaking. Let's talk, since he started with Vav Ketzavis, you know, we're talking all conceptual space. When you, when you, if, if, you know, you have an object, the reason you can lift it, the reason you can touch it, the reason you can handle it is because it has edges. I don't mean just edges, it has parameters. If I were to say to you, lift up an idea, I'm going to give you two plus two is four, grasp it. Physically, you can't grasp it. Like the Alter Rebbe writes in Tanya, Yev Shechachme, Yev Shalemasha Shabiyadayim. 
You say grasp, and intellectually you say grasp, I could grasp the idea of it. 2 plus 2 is 4. Okay, that means two numbers, you put them to others, you get four, all the different results that come from that. So grasping is that grasping by definition inherently means it has to have parameters. If someone said you can you grasp a concept that doesn't have, like he says, hedramitzis that doesn't have any dimensions, you can't because grasping requires dimensions. Grasping means you're grasping something that is not yours. When it comes to, for example, as I said, you're alive. Someone asked, tell me, describe to me what life feels like. And I said, you could describe what life functions feel like. But life itself, the life force, it doesn't feel like anything. I'm just, I'm just here. I don't know. I feel like I'm sitting here. And I am. I am and I am. That's it. I am who I am. It's a sense that I just am. You know, you could tell, I could tell you what it feels like to think. I could tell you what it means. Being alive is a, is a whole process of things going on. Just trying to give an example of something that is, is exists but it's not graspable. You know, so basically that's what bina is. For so something that's not that poshet ain't Because comprehension only grasps the sides or the edges of the inyan of inyan hamusik of the concept that's being understood. That's what we mean. That is the union of the tziur hadover, the shape of the thing, like you said before. Bina only grasps the tziur hadover. Shurak mitzius hadover loy It's only the existence of the thing, not its fundamental personality. So, in physical terms, you would say like this. Yes, there's a table here. Well, let's take something that's more complicated. Let's take the brain. We all know there's a brain inside our heads. Not only do we know it, there's images of it. People know what a brain looks like. People have seen a brain. Most of us haven't necessarily seen a physical brain, including me. Um, however, we know there's a brain inside the head. Now, if you were to see the brain and touch it, what would you get from that? There's no clue in your life if you didn't know that what, what it contains. As a matter of fact, it'd probably be, you'd probably come up with it almost wrong. You'd think it's a piece of jelly or something, like jellyfish. That's what they say it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Of course, you can see it online today. Museums are online. You just see images. So, but no, I'm just giving you an example. So, to say you don't see anything, you don't grasp anything. Yeah, you grasp the mitzvahs of the thing. You can even define it. You can say it's this and this size. It has creases in it. But I'm just using an example because that's like a, a, that's a mystery even to those that study the brain. And then you begin to study it. Okay, you study it, obviously, it's hard to study a brain inside of a person because it's not functioning. But you start studying it by testing. You know, most studies of the brain, by the way, are not through physical observation of the brain. It's through reactions that people have. Like they'll let you hear music and they see what brain, what neurons start charging. You know? Then they identify a physical section and say, okay, that's related to it. And you could, and God forbid, brain surgery or anything you need, you could... But it's very complicated how this, this physical and the spiritual of the brain meet. I'm using specifically the brain because it's like the extremes. You know, the truth is, it's everything. It's even a blood cell. It's even the heart. It's the liver. Everything. But the brain is particularly because we know the brain definitely contains enormous amount of ideas and energy. How many memories do you have inside your little brain? So, and you can't even compare brain, for example, to the brain of a computer. Brain of a computer is man-made structure. has a certain amount of transistors etc., etc., limited amount of knowledge. It's a, it's a replica. 
And, but there, there it's, it's very finite. In many ways, you could dissect it. You could even understand its, its, uh, its nature. Just using this example. So you could talk about the mitzvahs. Hasoge will talk about the mitzvahs of this brain. We'll talk about its functions. We'll talk as much as it, because it, it's something to grasp. But there are elements that there's no way that Hasoge can even get to. You know, as we grow in knowledge, we grow and we learn more about it. It's the mitzvahs of the thing. You're grasping the mitzvahs of something, not its fundamental, essential nature. Chochma, on the other hand, Chochma, the Nekudah of Chochma. Remember, the Nekudah of the concept of Chochma is not just a concept that's, that's the first step of Bina. It in itself is an entity. It's an entity that's connecting a world that's beyond reason to reason. Later he'll discuss this at length. That's why he said Kamesh Yisbar, Ezra Hashem, and all that. But Chachma is a different state of, of consciousness. And I want to say again, very, it's very hard to talk about Chachma without Bina because for us Chachma is the beginning of Bina or else it has no relevance. But if you think about it from the Mailamat, like how did God create Chachma, how does it, where does it come from? It's an entity. And Chachma, Tefiz Be'etzum Hosadov, grasp the essence and the Essential personality of the thing. And this is what it's the Indian that Meichin the Abba, Abba is referred to as Chachma, is Mail Mishtalshus. When the Rebbe Shab says words like that, like he said before, um, uh, or now, He's referring to obviously ideas that exist in Kabbalah or in previous sources and just elaborating, he's like explaining them. So sometimes he says the source, but he's not just like suddenly coming up with these things. That the meaning when you say Meichin Dab is higher than Ishtalshus. Why is it higher than Ishtalshus? It's part of the structure. Ab is part of the structure. It's not Rots and Kesa, as he said earlier, which is just desire and above it all. So he says, because the idea of an evolution of a process where one level leads to the next, and he's adding now ill of all, basically cause and effect. Shtalshlus and ill of all usually are synonymous. That's what shtalshlus means. But something like yeshma'ayin, physically yeshma'ayin is not really shtalshlus. Even though he said, as much as possible, the ayin has to get close to the yesh. But there's going to be a quantum leap somewhere. Generally speaking, hishtalshlus is illival, meaning a cause diminished a bit creates an effect. That effect diminished creates another cause. And it keeps on going level to level to level. Like he spoke before, moichin to midas to, to, to malchus. Chachmet to bina to midas to malchus. That's like an illival type of thing, cause and effect. Generally speaking, the Rebbe Rashabra has a rule somewhere else. He writes that illival is defined that if you extend the cause, it en- ends up being an effect. When you extend an ayin, it doesn't end up being a yesh. So something, a new entity, needs an extra ingredient to make it. Like for example, eggs. Just using an example, breakfast time. Eggs. So egg, an egg is an egg. But, but an egg is just a step away from turning into an omelet. You don't need to do anything. I mean, you need to do a process. But you don't need to add a whole ingredient. But if you want to make a cake, you need other ingredients. Ilaval is generally when something is in, its, in, it, in a primal state. In a let's say a potential state, and what you do is by by pushing it, it turns into the next thing. An ilvol would be like you know let's say water is here in a river, and you extend the river, 
and the water now reaches here. Nothing has changed fundamentally except reach. That's ill of all. So you extend the cause, it ends up being a natural result of a cause. If something's not natural, or something requires something else, it's already not ill of all, pure ill of all. It's a real jump, would be then it's what's called yeshma'ayin, in that context. There's also siba mesubav, which is a little more, ill of all are closer. The cause and effect of ill to all is closer than siba mesubav. Siba is usually seen as a distant cause. An example would be, let's say, um, you know, like the egg example is more like ill of all. I mean, I'm just using a stupid example. Maybe lighting a flame would be more like siba, because you can light a flame and the source is no longer there. Because it's now a new flame, but it, but it definitely has a source, it had a cause. So it's different levels. It's not really relevant here. I'm just mentioning it because it's just. Or another flame lit from the first flame. I don't know if it's an exact example of Sibam Subav. because the only point, the difference is that the first flame doesn't have to be there any longer after the second flame is lit. And ill of all, usually they need each other. And the truth is, not, not always, because sometimes ill of all, the all can exist without the ill. Yes, mine, it can be. And maybe not a good example. I'm just thinking of a distant cause. It's not so. It's not relevant here. Something else brings examples. Yeah, but I'm trying to wrap my mind around the ill of If you have the poor person and you gave him money, so did that other that he was able to live because of that? Yeah, that's a form of ill of all. That's that can be. In this context, ill of all, he's mean. He means. I'm just saying it has different meanings. Ill of all. When he speaks for the shtausos ill of all, he's speaking. Where, um, yeah, that's the same. It's in the same realm, but it's just moving from one level to the next. You know, like for example, uh, to to explain a, a concept from a teacher to a student could be the teacher is just a matter of explaining it in with examples and bringing it down, or you talk about a concept that the student is not even capable of understanding. That wouldn't be a natural ill of all. And the relevance here is like this. So it's talking about hishtalshlus is defined by ilvol sharei chagdemist This hishtalshlus, this process from cause to effect, is only relevant, is only is only uh, only possible or relevant to mitzias. Mashenkin bedover atzmi ain't shayach in ilvol. In an essential item, you can't. There's, you can't. It's not, it's not uh, applicable, capable to say the concept of cause and effect. You can explain this, but I'll just give you an example. The Rebbe in Tavshin Yud. So he said, I was asked why I write on the on the Sharblots. Here, like for example, if you look in the first page here, look, first first page, it says Kavitz Shalshalos Ha'er. So the Rebbe wrote that Shalshalos Ha'er means the chain of light. So the Rebbe said, I was asked why it doesn't say Shalshalos Ha'moyer. Because the Rabbeim, the Rebbe is Amoyer, not Er. So the Rebbe said, because in Amoyer there is no Ishtalshlus. Amoyer is the same, one Rebbe and the, and the other is the same in their essence. The difference between them is in their Giluim. The one Rebbe is Chochmah, Bina, and so on. Their method, and so on. But you talk about the essence of a Rebbe, Moshe Rabbein is Moshe Rabbein, whatever generation it is. There is no difference. You can't say Ishtalshlus, Shalshalus, in Moyer. That's what the Rebbe said. Just using that as an example here. So he's saying something atzmi does not have ishtalshlus. He's going to explain why. So ishtalshlus is possible only something that's an extension of, not in the essence of something. Because the essence, it's either the essence or it's not. The Baal Shem says, An essential thing, when you grasp part of it, you grasp all of it. That's not possible in Bina. 
Bina is not grasping the essence, it's grasping part of it. So that, there you have uh, dimensions. And dimensions, that's where you have Ishtalshalus uh, from level to level. It's all part of dissecting the structure of existence as the Rebbe Rashab is doing in these first 48 chapters. So he explains now. And this chapter is only going to explain the first Eifim. So there's two ways to understand Il of Aul. Second chapter, next one will be in the next chapter, Mem. So there's two ways to, there's two ways. One is, Oisha Aul Humuhus Achar Ma'ila. First way is, either, the, the or is going to be next chapter. So either, the Aul, the effect, is a, complete, is a different personality than the cause. Rakshanim tzakol ba'ila v'neila da'yodeh. Ha'yodah. Only thing is, it's initially encompassed in the cause, and it's born through it. Emerges, Emerges from it. V'neila literally means to be born. V'neila means it's given birth through it, right? Oh, one second, one second. He's saying, Oisha Allah He's saying both of them here. Okay, let's see. Because I see next chapter starts by Ifna Bezbil. Okay, I guess maybe it's a different Ifna. So either the Allah is a different horse, or another way is that the effect is a reflection of the cause, meaning from the same substance, the same material. And it's a, an offshoot, like a, uh, an offshoot of it. Like a branch, that's an offshoot from a tree. So a branch from a tree is not a different mohus. It's wood, grows out of the tree. It's an extension of it. So there's, there's a, but on the other hand, the first one there's an effect that's not of the same matter of the original cause. It's just encompassed in it and it emerges from it. He's going to give examples, obviously. For example, emotions that got born and emerge from intelligence. These emotions are found, encompassed within the intelligence before, prior to them being born and emerging in the, in the heart. I always was wondering, maybe you guys have something to think, say about this. You know, we, we all relate to easily that the mind, that the moichin intelligence is in the brain. No one denies that. Not scientists, everyone accepts that. When you say that emotions rest, Mishkan Hamidus is in the lev, what does that really mean? Is it the same way understood as, the, as in the mind? You know, the mind, as I said before, you have processes, you know, this is de- demonstrated. If people, for example, God forbid, have a stroke, or something affecting the mind has direct impact on their skills, on their intelligence. Alzheimer's, I mean, God forbid. In in the in the heart, you know, is, is it, no one has ever said that if a part of the heart, for example, you have a heart attack, you can't, you chesed, you stop loving, or you weaken love. Yet we say the midas rests in the heart. I'm just wondering, what does that mean? I'm not, I'm not I'm not questioning that science, whether science agrees or doesn't agree. But what does it mean when we say it? Do, no, no, it's definitely earlier. It must be Zayhar even. 
I would even say that probably Pesukim that say it. As you say, Bina Liba, you have expressions. You, listen, this Pesukim that even refer to the to the to the kidneys as Yeah, it says Klayes Yeah, it says. It's a similar question. Is it? Is it? Yeah, that's, so it's explained that. But being, but, but my, my point is, there's expressions where Lev and Midas are used together. I'm almost sure there's Psukim even in Mishlei and other. And, and a heart that feels, you know, a Lev Margish. It's, it's definitely an expression that go very far back. The question is, what does it mean? We say Kloyeshetzis. So as I said, the brain and the Seichel we, we relate to the Kali there. I'm just wondering. To what, to what? We definitely don't mean it literally because the fact is there's no such thing as like in the heart, as I said, the equivalent, where part of the heart is not functioning is going to affect an emotion. Or if you get a new heart transplant, you suddenly have new emotions. You know? Even though the joke goes, the guy said, which heart do you want? He says, I want the heart from the wealthy guy in the top floor of the hospital. He says, why his? Because it's new. He's never used it. You know? Um, but that's a, that's a joke element. If you transplant a heart of a person who's, let's say, by nature, Nachzari, you don't necessarily, you're not going to become necessarily a cruel person. So I'm just interesting how the heart and the mind. You don't look for a fact. You I, 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 well, you know, something uh, could be proven otherwise. I'm assuming it's an interesting experiment. <laughs> if people have heart transplants, their personalities changed. You could always say that many of the emotions are anyway programmed emotions. They're not natural emotions. You know, they come from our parents. It's based on nurture, not nature. But the question is, what is the heart? Like, if you put a brain of another person in another brain, they don't have brain transplants yet, there's no question that's going to think differently. That's an obvious thing, because the brain is... Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. The bottom line is, when you take the heart out, that the emotions will, will leave it. It's a place to, for the emotions to rest on. But once you change it... But you, so you're telling me that if you took a brain, hypothetically, of another person, you will not get the ideas in that brain? You'll have your own ideas? You just have a place where it rests? I highly doubt it. It's like a hard drive. That's a hard drive for sure. I tell you. No, no, because where's where's where are those ideas resting? You make it sound like they're resting somewhere. They just need a place to hang out. In the most in, in the heart, I understand that, but in the brain, I would not say the same thing. You'd say a brain if you took out the brain of somebody and put another brain. No, 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 for sure not. Because forget about let let's not put a new brain in. You take that brain and you shut down a certain part, the person stops speaking. So it, it, it's, not, it's not so simple. Where are the memory? The memories are stored there. If you take it out, the memories are no longer there. Who are the memories? Where are the memories going to be stored during that little second when you take out one brain and put the next? There's no like, interim brain. <laughs> now maybe you can download, I mean listen, these modern these science fiction movies, you can download the previous brain into the new brain. Okay, it's a, this is an exercise in indulgence. It's a, you know, some people, I, I, I sometimes watch these Iron Bay's things and I see it's too serious. I think it's time to lighten things up, right? So here's a little, a lighter version. Memories get wiped away. I mean, you're, you're speaking theory. I, I highly doubt a brain. I'm convinced that a brain. I remember what happened exactly because it's a new brain because, because they didn't have a place that second that, that they changed it they didn't have no but I'm saying but, but, but the memories of the second brain you will have because that brain has it in them unless there's a theory okay. look 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 it's, it's all on the table maybe we have to talk to you know these are mind experiments and let's see anyway I'm not saying anything definitive I just one thing is for sure a brain is different than a heart that's definitely the question is how I'm not, I'm not uh, what you can look it up really like if anyone ever even thought that, and again, we also don't want to go into quack medicine. You know, people who who say things that uh, that there's a no basis. This has to be. Anyway, I was just saying it because I'm seeing speaking about midas, beloved. 
it just came to mind. It wasn't relevant to this particular chapter here. Just a good, good something to discuss. Yeah, but the same idea. Well, Mekshal to Lev is basically the mind rules over the emotions, yeah. But the Lev is used. That's where the expression is used, yeah. The, the, the Lev in Midas goes back um, almost short to Psukim. Amor Chazal for sure. Not even a question. Lev Margish, Targoshes Halev. These are not new words. These are words. That's a Zoya. Yeah, in Pinchas. The Altalev in Perikid Beis. He brings it. Yeah. That's the Mekshal, but that the Lev has emotion. Lev is related to emotions. It's definitely also in Greek philosophy. I'm sure that Aristotle, these people also, that love um, related to emotions. Today is dismissed by some as being like, you know, that the, the, a middle age or ancient uh, way of looking at things. Whatever, right. So let's continue on. So anyway, she's giving an example. There's a two types of Olo's effects. One is the effect that is of a different personality, but is, in, but is encompassed in the original and emerges from there. And the second is that it's actually like a branch of a tree. She's giving now an example, I believe, for the first one. Midas haneil de So the emotions that are born from seichel, and, he's, and this is very important because if you remember, he spoke before about midas. The midas that are not born from seichel, the natural emotions that we have, for example, natural fear, the natural uh, sense of, 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 of preservation, hunger, and so on, he called that actually not midas, but rotsin. Because that's like part of your personality. Midas that he's calling Midas is, is, is saying we're talking about emotions that are coming and define and emerge from a contemplation on something. You think about it and then you you develop a liking to it. We're not talking about natural likings. Um, or Seichel that may arouse a natural one or explain it, but, but I'm just distinguishing between the two. Like it's written elsewhere. And explaining the Maimed and the Zayar in Bamidbar, Daf Bitnam. In the Indian of the of Tamala Bitnam. What's Sfeincha? The hidden, the concealed things that fills their stomachs. That fills their Sfeincha is the hidden delights. Not the secrets? You show us the lights? Delights, not lights. No, no, I said delight. I heard what you said, but it's not just secrets, Svencha. Not just the secrets that fill 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 you inside. Yeah. So you say delights. It's like more like it's sh- something. You're saying delights is already more like shashuyim or something. Svencha. Anyway. Yeah, more like secrets. I mean, you have to look. It's probably a pasuk in Mishlei, right? The Svencha Tamala Bitnam. It's in Tilim. The Svencha Tamala Bitnam. Tamala is the future. So, the secrets that will fill your bitnam is literally stomach, but he means yeah, the insides, your innards. You know, those are the secrets that will fill you inside. What is this in Ruchnis? The pregnancy or the gestation of Zun is Zayr, Zan Nukva, that's Zan Malchus, in the womb, the womb is maybe the best word, the womb of Ima, which is Bina. So Svenchit Tamala Bitnam means Svench is referring to the concealed emotions that are in the womb of the mother, meaning Hasoga comprehension that's going to give birth to it. So like a child. And this is like the Indian of 
the excitement or the uh, excitability or the emotions, the the spilus. Excitement is the word I use. It's the closest word, but spilus means a little less than excitement. Means almost like you get very excited. Spilus means what's something a little less than one one notch below excitement, but not the dead. You know, not the. But what is what is one form of it? Spilus. When a person says, spilus is spilus. Emotional, don't get emotional. Emotionally, emotionally charged. Emotionally uh, revved up. Emo- a, uh, maybe uh, aroused. No, aroused can be fine. His sedatus is aroused more. Aroused, awakened. I know what excited in English means, but... It's, uh, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but but spouse anyway. Bottom line is because spouse means there's some effect, some excitability, something that is, something that's aroused, something that's awakened, something that is stimulated, stimulated emotions, stirred emotions. Yeah, you could say stirred, moved. Spouse avivira. The Rebbe Rashab told the Fidik Rebbe right before his passing, he said, "Spouse is spouse, mechin mech." He says, you know, you're so emotional, emotional mind. You know, control yourself, so to speak. That, I mean, there he was like, spilus sometimes good, not good. Bali spilus. You say bali spilus, say someone who gets, a person who gets emotional about things, he's a, he feels, a feeler. Touchy-feely. Okay. Shekedu shabba begilu lev, ha yitchilu klulim bizbonnus. So you're saying it's it's like the Indian. It's not exactly. It's like the spilus excitement of emotions, of love and awe, before it becomes revealed in the heart. You see here, mamish in the heart. Which means more before it becomes manifest. They were forced in, first encompassed in a contemplation, in a meditation. Where they... they Actually, literally existed just as they will become later in the, manifest later in the heart. as we actually see. That in the mind you can have the excitement of love and awe, but it's an intellectual love and awe. And they're definitely more sublime, more refined, more subtle. From the way they are manifest in a full-blown emotional in the heart. But they are at least, but at minimum, they are at the end of the day midas. They're not pure meichen because there is a spilus. It would be like learning something and you get excited about the idea. So you can't call that yet a midas which really brings you to action, brings you to love something itself. It's an excitement, it's intellectual excitement. Definitely, it's more sublime, more subtle, but it's still mitzvahs midas. Ukomoshin is baralei alperik lamed gimel, as we learned and discussed earlier, chapter thirty-three. A hefresh bein hispailus, hamidas lispailus asechel. The difference between emotional, the emotions, the excitement of the emotions, and the excitement of the mind. Hispailus hamidas ubehergeshatzmi. If you remember, there he's talking about hispailus hamidas is about me liking it. He spoke there. That the mind brings the midas, but in the mind it's not about what's good. What, what's good for me? It just says it's a good thing, something that's worthwhile. Midas say it's good for me. You bring the me into it. 
or it's not good for me. What about excitable or excitability? We just said excitement. Excitable as opposed to excitement? Yeah, yeah, I think I threw that in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. She says like this. That the spouse in motions is a fundamental feeling that he's excited and stimulated and and um, drawn because to him it's good. This thing is good for me, for him. On the other hand, the excitement, the excitability in the mind he's excited about the thing itself. The thing itself is a good thing. Doesn't relate to me necessarily, which has a mile and a chsad. There are many people, for example, they're very detached. They understand everything, but they don't relate it to themselves. Then sometimes it's good that you don't get too emotionally subjective and involved. You're able to understand something and not necessarily jump into it. Yeah, right. That the thing is good, but it's not necessarily detached from it. But nevertheless, the concept of Hispilus is Midas. It's not an intellectual thing per se. It's something that intellect itself does not have. Intellect can get excited. You can get excited on the intellectual level. But the bottom line is excitement, no matter where it is, even if it's in the mind, is something else. It's called amid. Let, let, let's read. Intelligence, fundamentally, on its own, is not defined, it's not the level of excitability. Mind is not an excitable thing. A mind, at best, doesn't get excited, it just comprehends things. Detached, Reflective, cold. not connected to the emotions. Huh? Cold calculated. Right? Cold and calculated. Like it says in the Tanya. And I'm sorry, in Hayyem Yem. Zutra Bukhu Machayim Esim. Stuck in Kalta Tetazach, like a Kapa Seichu. Nothing is dead as a Seichu. In this sense of the word. And the fact, and what someone does, and what, what he gets excited about something, I feel Allah Tev the Etzim even on the goodness of the essential thing, not that it's good for you, which is Amidis, even as it's in Seichel, this is a new level, it's called Midis. In other words, you could perceive, you can conceive of Seichel without Midis, at all, even the excitement in the mind. It's nice to see a mind getting excited. We're not talking about that it doesn't add anything. But you can't conceive of the illa without the Olo. Basically, meaning that the all is not part of the ill. It's not a natural extension that intellect must become excited. Some does and some doesn't. As I said before, remember I said about ill of all, that if it naturally flows, it will come to the next. That's the second type of ill of all. A tree naturally grows, it will grow into branches. But it's not going to grow into potatoes. It's not a potato uh, thing. You know. The mind has this in it, so it's an all, but as it is leading to, it's not a natural, it's not, it's not intellectual per se, it's an emotional reaction. It's supposed to say reaction, Spilus is a reaction, a strong reaction. reaction. And they are what's called the midas, the emotions in the mind, the fisha Spilus. So why is it called midas shebemechen if it's just emotions? Because at the end of the day, the excitement 
is only on the thing itself. Not that it's good for him. There's no subjectivity involved. It's just an intellectual excitement. The mind gets excited about something. Now the truth is someone could argue the point and say, you know, um, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe it is part of the mind. Excitement. I'm not going to go into argument, but he's making the case. It's a pretty good case because the proof would be not every intellectual idea necessarily excites somebody. You can get, you can understand something and completely not really even have an intellectual excitement. Is that true? If you really appreciate something, if there was a certain pleasure, but not midas necessary. Pleasure is not midas. The pleasure of understanding is not midas. Midas means that you actually see why this thing is lovable. Or desirable. Itself, the difference is for yourself or for the thing. No, no it's even not for, uh, for the thing. That's the whole. Also, it's, it's but the thing for the self also is midas. That's the whole point. So I'm trying to. I'm asking a question. So that could be. That's not midas. That love give midas. That could be tainug. The tainug shebeseichel. Midas is, sounds to me more like it's one step away from you loving it, but you don't love it yet. Like for example. You, you study something and you could see this thing has a lot of value but you don't think it's for me then you know you may end up marrying that thing but at that point you didn't so you do have you appreciate it in, a, in chesed or you appreciate or the other way around you develop a yidah in the meichen the meichen says this thing is not for me I'm not attracted to it or I'm in awe of it not, no, I shouldn't say that not that I'm in awe I sense it's a thing that one should be in awe of but he's just saying, but it's midas that's not meichin. The whole point here is that you know, do you know something? Are we talking black and white? Read the lines. Read what he's saying here. You remind me of the same thing with the tzimtzumigan. You're reading lines without havana. He just said a whole concept here. He gave a whole case that midas are not meichin because meichin be'etzem is not hispilus. Then he says, therefore, it's midas. However. In this case, it's midas because it's not yet about loy hadover. What's good for me? It's about what do you mean, right? So, what are you? Are we on the same page or not? It's still midas, not meichin. That's the bottom line. It's not meichin. It's an, it's a it's an, a foreign foreign force within the meichin, basically. And you say that the, the, the flight is a different concept. Um, um, the way I would explain it, it would be that because then you could argue that it's essential to meichin because all meichin, everyone has satisfaction. When you understand something, if you don't understand something. And you're frustrated. We're not talking about that. So yeah. So right, exactly. I do not think so. Upon of is midas Say upon of is more the tainug of atik that's being made in chachma. Right, exactly. Midas means not just the satisfaction of understanding an idea. Midas does mean that you understand the goodness of it. Except it's not good for me. Like you'd say, this this person is for you. They're a very good person. And say, why isn't that for you? Because you're not applying it to yourself. It's almost like you're detached. From the personally, but you're seeing the goodness of something, and, and you're seeing why it's worthy to love such a thing, but you don't love it, or you're not letting yourself love it. So can we say that That's pasha. is what he means. Because remember, we have to remember from midas comes mechen shabemidas and midas shabemidas. So the beginning of the root, when you talk about midas that are nailed mechen, it starts in the womb, in bina. But it will evolve. I'll I, I give you an example. There are people, for example, and I just had a person who introduced someone to a woman. So I said, well, you're looking for a shidduch. Why is she not for you? No, she's not for me. But she's excellent. I said, so? He ended up marrying her two years later. 
Because he was like in a place where he emotionally didn't want to get involved. His mind understood everything good about, you know, I'm just giving you an example of a Shidduch example. Yeah, yeah, fine, fine, so be it. But remember, but Bina is also Mitzis compared to Chachma, so I'd be careful with that particular word here. Because Bina is Mitzis compared to Chachma already. Because Bina is more Midas than Chachma. Fine, so be it, so be it. Or because it's more substance than Chachma. Remember, he's, he's talking here about something, grasping something. The whole thing is about talking about Mechen of Abba is higher than Ishtalshos. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that clearly the emotions in the mind are separate entities, what he wants to say. And we've already explained earlier in the previous chapter, in the above chapter, he's referring to chapter 33. That the primary thing of Midas, of emotions, is Hergish Atzmi, is sensing yourself. Sensing yourself. I know which means that the thing is good for him. And here, when we're talking about the excitement in the mind, which means it's only on the thing that it's fundamentally good, that's not really midis. It's not midis mamish. It's not literally midis, because midis really means when it's good for you. That's what real midis means. And also, he's distinguishing now. He's just going the other way or back. He's saying that he's, he's, the argument is that it's midas, but he's trying to point out it's not the midas as they are in the heart. Number one, it's not about real midas is when it's good for me. It's subjective. Here, it's not subjective yet. And also, the spiles the excitement in the mind is is not as as expressed expressive as in the heart. Because it's more concealed. Because right here, it's still the dominant. What's radiating, radiating is the hasoga, the comprehension. Yes, he has intellectual love for it, but the fundamental thing is that it's the mind is dominating here. Even though this emotion already that he that he sees the goodness in it is not exactly as it is when he's purely comprehending, and it's not yet even aroused any feeling. So we really have like three levels here. There's meichen as they are on their own before there's any avavir. There's midas sheba meichen when meichen begins to get excited about something and that's still diminished, etc. Not about me. It's about the thing itself. And then there's how midas manifests in the full sense of the word, the primary midas, which is in the heart. Because we don't, we want to know that. Remember the kavan, as he said there also, is that a person should actually bring mind into heart and real heart, not just enough to get excited in your mind, but to actually have a feeling of love to God or to Avi Yisrael and so on. Like the concept, we all can understand. Here's a good example: the 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 Balshem Tov teaches Avi Yisrael. It's a mitzvah in the Torah after Achikamech Kal Gadol But he teaches that when you mizbeinin, when you contemplate, how could you like everybody? Some people you just don't like. The answer is if you contemplate on their soul, that their gods give created. Like he says, Eivas Abrius. Even if they have no other Mila, the only Mila is that they God created them. That's already something to love. Then you contemplate on their qualities. And you say, wow, this person went through such difficult, such challenges. I'm very impressed. You know, all the different ways that we can make and develop. So your mind develops uh, that there's something to love about this person. But this still doesn't mean you're actually loving them and acting that way. 
So in the mind, you've come to the point of appreciating every soul. You know, I would think a Chabadnik, who started more or less has that. But bottom line, the fact is sometimes the same Chabadnik can go and not to behave in such obvious Yisrael way. Why? It didn't come to his heart. He didn't, get, didn't become loy hadover. It's, I understand the value of every soul. Somebody's coming close to the Yiddish guy, he goes to Torah classes, he understands everything about it, but he doesn't, doesn't go to the next level, it doesn't affect his... Yeah, I'm talking the other way around. I'm talking about those that are... Okay, fine. Um, I'm looking at ourselves. Okay, but then comes the next step. Obviously, soul means actually, this, this person sitting at your table that doesn't look so great, you actually love and you act on it, which is, you do something, whatever it is, you invite him. You so, so, but intellectually, you could have loved, understood that he's lovable, so to speak. But you'd say he's lovable. doesn't mean I love him. Let someone else love him. You know, that type of thing. So that's how it is in the Midas. So there's the level of Asoga, there's the level like that, as it comes into Midas. Valkane. That thing older should come to the Midas because the Midas is that's, that's he says is Ikra Midas. Yes, he said that in Lamad Gimel, yeah. We're not talking about the Kavana now, we're talking about the levels. Al Kain Zeurak Midashabamechan. And therefore, this is called just the level of Midashabamechan. Nevertheless, this is the source for the emotions in the heart. So let's go back and forth here. Midas are fundamentally not Meichen. Meichen Be'etzim is not his pilus. Meichen essentially is not excitable. excitable. Yet, the mind can get excitable, meaning it has something in it that's not just pure intellect, something that makes it excited, it's called Midas. The Midas are still Midas of Meichen, they're not what real Midas are. As he says, real Midas is when you subjectively think it's good for me. So we have here, in the Meichen, something else, and that, nevertheless, will become the source for the emotions in the heart. Because the excitement that he gets excited in his mind, that is at least, it's murgish, it's sensed, it's tangible, it's felt. The only thing is, there it's very sublime, very very subtle. Or not very, he says, it's subtle. Murgish means felt. No, no self-interest. No, 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 no self-interest. We're talking of the mind. The mind feels something. It's, it's, it, it feels excited. It feels that, that the thing is good, like he said. Not good for him, but good. And from there will come the feeling in the heart. In the excitable, the, the, the tangible and concrete, or uh, the, the, the sense, the strongly sensed emotions, than in the heart. Okay. That's one thing. So first, in general, the midas, the emotions in your heart, originate from the emotions in the mind. Now he's being even more specific. This thing, that this goodness, and this thing is good for you, is rooted in first understanding that it's good in general. So he says, when you appreciate intellectually the goodness of something, like I said, why something should be loved, that's the root that will bring, that from there will come the feeling how that's good for you too. Because on the state of, fundamental state of intelligence, at the time when you're busy, you're, you're involved, you're immersed, Invested, and you're, and you're uh, 
you're working on, you're, uh, you're invested, and involved in the concept, in appreciating the concept, in comprehending the concept. At that time, you're busy understanding a concept. You're not yet, you're not shayich, it's not possible yet. It's not possible yet to have a feeling about the goodness and the quality of this particular subject. Because you're not yet getting to that conclusion. You're in the middle of studying something. You don't even know whether it's good or not good. You're developing a appreciation for it. And when you enter and bind yourself deeper into the subject matter, and specifically, he's talking here in general, but specifically if the comprehension is about in something that is fundamentally divine, or could be in the, in the, in the essence of an so you You could try to translate it two ways. That you're fundamentally thinking about something divine, you could say you think about something that's fundamentally divine. Okay? Bob So so initially when you're being middle in the process of being involved in a comprehension of something, you don't yet have the feeling, you don't not yet capable of having a feeling of its goodness. When you dig, dig deeper, you enter. Immerse yourself deeper, engross deeper into the subject, especially if it's a godly thing, it will naturally, inevitably, mamela, naturally, will come the yaker, the value, preciousness, and the quality and the superiority of, of godliness, of the divine. Like when we say uh, which means when you istaklus always means to look something in depth. When you say riya or habata, it's more of an external look. Istaklus, the Rambam writes, I'm istakl, you know, by because you're going into it. Istaklus means you're staring at it, you're uh, you're engrossed in it. Istaklus would be a kara malka in the the yaker, in the beauty of the king, or the value of the king, preciousness. It means when you immerse, you see the ikara. Huh? Yeah, deeper. Yeah, you go deeper. Yeah, well, istakla means istakla is b'seichel, but it's a deeper. But it's yeah, yeah. But the point he's trying to say is, when you go deeper, you appreciate the yaker, meaning it, it's starting to become an emotional thing, not just a pure intellectual concept. However, at this stage, it's not yet sensed and felt. And it's not a separate entity from the comprehension. The only thing is that from the comprehension of the idea, not just from the comprehension, specifically when you enter into the depth of the subject matter, into the increasingly into the depth of the subject matter, in his mind, in his mind will radiate. The yaker, the value, the preciousness, and the, and the specialness, and the value, the, super, super, the supernal nature, the superiority of godliness. Shenafshem is dabekas bezeb is dvekus atzmi. The soul, that is soul, so that shenafshem, because that is soul cleaves to it in an essential cleaving, an essential cleaving, clinging, connection. 
it's important because he's going. It's important just to point out that he's moving from Haskalah to Aveda here. First, he starts speaking about the concept just intellectually, and now he's, when that parenthesis, he's begun discussing how it is when he's talking, thinking about the divine things, because that's really where it all matters. So, a person contemplates on Elokus. First, there's Asaga. Then comes the point where when he gets deeper into it, it will start start awakening a connection to the thing you're you're, you're studying. You really want it. You like it, but it's still it's still an intellectual enterprise. And um, and not separate from the intelligence yet, but it's began to become an appreciation and a, a beginning to awaken the desire to want to be one with it. And vuhu inyan, he explains that this is the inyan of ave betainugim, which literally means ave betainugim is an expression. Different levels of Ava. Ava Tainugim is considered the highest level of love of God. Ava Tainugim means literally the love with pleasure. So you can love without pleasure, you can love with pleasures. But is it, and there's many ways to interpret Ava Tainugim. There's Ava Zuta, Ava Rabba, Ava Tainugim. So for all practical purposes, what's the definition here? The Lisanig al Hashem. So just briefly, the difference between regular Ava and Ava Tainugim would be. As I said, there are many explanations. Sefer Erchemi has all the different, rather them all together. There's the multi levels of Ava. Ava Zuta, Ava Rabba, there's Ava Kirish Be'esh, Ava Kamayim, and there's Ava Betainugim. That's considered the highest. It's uh, sometimes connected to Reusa de Liba. You can love something, but number one, it can be superficial. Number two, it can be not lasting. And number three, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have complete pleasure in it. You know, you can love something and not like it. You can like something and not love it. Love, the Tainugim, is the best of both. It brings everything together. That it's a fundamental, like for example, you can love an ice cream, piece of, a piece of cake or have ice cream. I, mean, I don't know if the word love is the right word, but you can call yourself, you think that you call it love. I love it. I love this food. I love this experience. I love fear. I love that. I'm getting now to whether it's really love or just words. The bottom line is, even... The person who says it knows you can't compare it. Let's say you love your children, you love your life, you love your, the, the, you know, more profound things in life. When you say someone says, "I love God," so what does that mean? You can say, "I love God because what He does for me he gave me life, provides for me. I feel blessed." You know, is that real love? It's a certain, it's a certain love. Maizuzut is love. Avuzuta. Avatli bedavar, which means ava, that's that's conditional. Yeah, avaselam has two interpretations. Avaselam, it could be the love that comes from seichel, the love that is uh, is not is uh, with an ulterior motive. You know, tli bedavar, dependent on something. Ava atzmis, he spoke in the last chapter at the top. He spoke about kesed. He said, "There's ava atzmis that Jews have. So the shama has to the lakus." Nishta Nishta can doesn't want and cannot get disconnected. That's much deeper than just loving something. You can maybe not love that actually, because it's part of you. But Avabitainugim is when that is alive. It's not just your love, it's your pleasure, it's your whole being. It encompasses all of you. So when you're talking about that level of Ava, it has very profound pleasure and has enduring pleasure. I mean, I'm just giving one example, it's sounding Alashem. Since he's bringing it here, he wants to bring up because he's talking about the Dagi levels in Aveda. 
So it begins with an intellectual contemplation. Then you begin to appreciate what you're dealing with here. The appreciation is not the first step, because when you're contemplating, you're not yet appreciating. Appreciating is already an already semi-emotional word. And I'm trying to say appreciate doesn't mean for me yet. It just means you appreciate this is a good thing. You know, it would be good to hang around this thing, so to speak. And not necessarily you, others, whatever. Then comes a point where you go deeper into it, and that's what he says. So you begin to listakl bit bukhar de malka, that's the level. And here the mind is recognizing this powerful thing and wants to be, and, and realizes the importance to be attached to it and to be pleasuring it. So now he's going to explain this two things. So now, but this, Avil Hergish Hatev Da'in Aliki, has a Dover B'Fnatsum in Asaga. And yet, even though it comes from it, the actual feeling of this goodness, of this godly thing, this divine entity, has a Dover this divine quality, is a separate thing from the Asaga. It's separate from the contemplation itself. Rakshameir Bezadain Asaga Avil Hushmerachik. It's only that in this Ispailas Mechen, where you're beginning to appreciate the value of it, it radiates their intelligence, because it's, it's, it's coming from there. But it's still, it's still a distance. In other words, you could dissect and separate these Bananus, this Saga concept, from the feeling about it. And it comes in a very felt and sensed way in the mind. Look at this elaboration here. It's like unbelievable. How he breaks it down in pieces. And that's why it comes in some type of excitement in the mind, at least, at the end of the day we kept translating. He gets excited about the goodness of this thing. So look, think of someone that is gravitates to spirituality. You start learning Ayin Bez, you start seeing well, you know, good stuff here talks about spiritual stuff and you begin to appreciate the concept and you even begin to get excited in your mind about these ideas they're like you know really powerful ideas but that's still not Tev it's just Tev Hadavar the thing is good the main step which we're going to is of course when you bring it down that's good for me and then it's for not just to learn it but to act on it to live up to it we're getting there right to that stage tomorrow there's always tomorrow because in the Avatanugam that we just mentioned it's not about excitement as I said it's about Dveikus it's the Sanagal Hashem see the difference between Midas and Tainug by the way people are confused you think Tainug you see when you have a Taiva and you like something you have pleasure we confuse like I said is it, a, is it Tainug when you eat something that you like or is it amid, av? The truth is, it's neither. It's superficial altogether. But the truth is that tainug is more of a steady flame, or a person has pleasure in something. Amid is an active force. Like you, amid, there's no such thing as amid behelam, so to speak. Yeah, they, they they start when they're concealed. But either you love it or you don't love it. Tainug it doesn't have to be revealed. You can be in a state of pleasure without any expression of it. Simcha is an expression. Tainug is just an inner pleasure. You could be alone and have Tainug. Amida, like we learn many places, the Bar Mitzvah Chesed needs someone to express. Even though you can begin to give birth to Chesed inside of you, have a desire to give, 
But chesed, by definition, is an expressive uh, emotion because, as we said before, it's a subjective emotion. It's about me. So it's right away coming into mitzias, into existence. It has to have kalim. Remember we talked about kalim. Midas have more kalim. Mechen has less kalim. So mechen, by asoga, by definition, has less kalim. And therefore the midas that come out of it are also more abstract, less tangible, and so on. That's good for me, and so on. But it's good. So all this is a level of, of midas. But it's midas as they are now in the mind. And then comes the third level, that this feeling of goodness is the source for feeling that that being close to God is good for me. Before he had sometimes used litev, sometimes loitev. For him or for me. Which means that from the feeling, I mean, you could, you could think that some of this is repetition. He said some of these lines. But I am sure if you study it again and again, every line adds something. That means from the feeling of something that's good comes the feeling how that's good for him. What is he adding here? Because in general, even in the mind, it came already into some type of feeling. So therefore, that feeling will extend and become ultimately a feeling within yourself. If it never manifests in any feeling, even intellectually, it wouldn't continue on to become feeling good for you. And from the intellectual excitement comes the emotional excitement. The, 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 the tangible one, the murgeshes, the conscious one, the one that you feel strongly. The inyan, the ilavaol, so now we're going back to Ilval. All long example. And what's the Ilval, the cause and effect in this? That in the, in the in the contemplation and the comprehension of intelligence, it contains within it emotions. And that's the feeling that we have. Still so, subtle, but still feeling. But yet feeling. That's the feeling that the thing is good. And the excitement that he gets excited about it. This excitement, this excitability is not from essentially from the mind. It's essentially emotions. So this is the, the way to explain the second type of ill of all. For who? This is how the, the effect is encompassed inside the cause. Shubadakus. In a very in a in a subtle way, a dying, still subtle. and afterwards emerges and gives birth. How all of the effect revealed, and in a sense, in a sense, in a in a existence that can be sensed. The nivdalim. Intellect and emotions are two separate personalities, two separate entities. fundamentally. Yet, they are two spiritual uh, entities. And they're interconnected. They encompass one the other. And they give birth and evolve one from the other. So they're separate worlds, but they're still, in one general sense, they're in the same world where they encompass one another and give birth and connect to one another. And being that this effect is a different muhus, midis, 
it's of a different personality and entity than the cause. Therefore, we have to say, inevitably, naturally, we have to say, we have to conclude that the cause that encompasses the effect, that what it encompasses is only the external and only an extension of that entity, meaning Midas here. Remember, all this is, leading, is is explaining why Bina, why, I'm sorry, Moichen the Abba is Lamayel Mishtalshlus. Because Mishtalshlus, Ilva Olo, is only in the Mitzvah of a thing. So even this state of Mitzvah, even here, where the Ilva is not literally one with the Olo, they're not with the same personality, here too, the, oh, the, they, 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 they um, um, I'm sorry, one comes from the other. So in this type of situation, you have to say that the one is not included in the higher one, only the external part of it. The external part of the lower, the external part of the higher. In other words, the medius are excluded. The external of the higher, of the lower. external of the lower is included in the... And the midas in Meichen are not quite like midas in midas. This is Minilo. Remember he was saying that in Etzem, there's no Ishtashlis. There's no gradations when you're talking about Etzem. If there's gradations, you're right away talking about Sir Hadover, Bina. That's where he began. Which is Bina leads to Midas. And that's why it's more external, because it's two separate entities. That's what he's explaining here. He's going to say, but Meichen Abba is altogether higher. But he's told now in Ilavol. This is all discussion Ilavol, and actually what I said was correct. He said two types of Ilavol. One is the Mahus, same Mahus, one the not. So he's discussing now this, the first one, that's a Mahus Acher. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's a separate. That's Midas. In the next chapter, he's going to discuss the first one. Ilval, where it's literally just an extension of. But either way, this is not Abba. This is how Seichel brings to Midas. So, so he says clearly. I'll read it again so you'll see it inside. It says like this. It says, Macha Shalom Husach, since the Olo, the effect, is a different entity than the cause. Memele Masha, Ilok, Elolosos, Olo. Where the cause encompasses the all It's only the outer and extension, I would say, of the effect. But re- how, does it, how do you read it in these words? No, it doesn't, it's not consistent with what he said before. It's, again, you, you're talking lines, digduk. Remember, Ayin Bey is not digduk. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's Havana. But the whole point he was saying here is that the Midrash Abimechen are not real Midas, even though they're Midas. So naturally what he would want to say now is that when the Midas are included in the Mechen, they're only chitzenius of midas. They're not the real midas. Not the midas as they are fundamentally. That would be the natural flow if you were reading the whole context. If you're just reading one line no, no, out of context, I'm you can say anything I'm, you like. I know why you're saying it now. That means to say that the, 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 the midas of the or midas of no, 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 no. Therefore, therefore, where is no. the essence of the midas? If you remember, so, 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 I, tell, so I, I refer you back to, to a few lines earlier, where he said very clearly, midas be'etzim, look at the top second line. Where are you? Second line. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You have to read context. You can't read lines or else you have complete distortions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, 
You could read this way, you could, you could say it both ways, but it, it seemingly it seems in context. So he says that when it comes to Spilus, Rakala Teva Dover ends in Midas Mamish. See that second line? Yeah, yeah. So, so Midas Mamish would be the primius of Midas. The real essence of Midas is when they're in the Midas of the heart. That's where they're felt. The definition of a Midas, as he says, we learn the Ikirinyan Midas, is when you feel yourself and what's good for me. So when you see when a Midas is only in the mind, it's only a Chatsenius of that. Because it's still, it's like the, it, yes, it's rooted there, and that will lead to it. But it's only a chetzenius of it. Yeah, That's how I would read the context in the flow here. I wouldn't put like I don't like those words. I would say that meichin is meichin, midas is midas, a separate entity. In, in meichin is the beginning of the birth of emotions. But because, as he said here, reading it again, since they're two separate mohusin, they're separate entities, right? Midas is a separate entity, so from the from the meichin. If it wasn't a separate entity, then it wouldn't have to be chetzenis. Then it's just whatever meichin is moves into midas. But since they're separate entities, you have to say that when it's encompassed in the source, it's only the chetzenis of it. That's how I understand it. Now, it, 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 to start talking now suddenly that you have the chetzenis of meichin in midas, why is it, you know? As I said, why would he suddenly go there? He's not talking about that. That's a whole different discussion. Well, he doesn't, but he doesn't. But that would be bringing a whole new discussion that he would, that would not be said here. No, he did not say that. He did not. He then never used the word chetzeni samechin. Not once. He never used the word chetzeni samechin. No, but, but no. I, I want to say it very insistently. He never used the word chetzeni samechin. Not once. No. It's not discussed here. That's other maimorim. He did say there. In the mirrors of Tirdos and Meichin, there's no mirrors because you're involved very deeply. So this is your own, but this is your own conclusions. But he didn't use the word Chitzeni. So, but he did use the other. So, 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 so here's a whole page. So when you have two options, where a whole page he's discussing how Etzem Hamidus is in the heart and in the mind is only Dakus Dik, and then he comes the next line and you want to say he's talking about something new. My intelligence tells me that it's probably more consistent that, that he's seeing, speaking in a flow, that he's talking here, that the mind has chetzen samidas, then suddenly start talking about chetzen samechim, which he never even talked about till now. Okay, so why do we... Then, okay, let me just ask you, which so, makes very good sense. Let me ask you a question then. So then we're talking about pure samechim. There's no meters there. Why? One second, one second, one second. You're jumping another line. It's also context. Let me, let me, what's the context of that? The context of that is that Moichen and Midas are two entities. That's the context. That's all that's relevant here. When you mind, a mind, intellectual process is not an emotion. It may lead to an emotion. You can get excited about it. But it's not an emotion. That's what he meant there. Now when you're involved in that, it's not yet an emotion. Okay. That's the context of the whole page. Let me ask you another so, question. So, so, one second. So, what are you trying to do? I want to understand something. To no, 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 no. I, I have a, I have, here's my challenge to you. I'm not what is, I ex, I'm explaining a chapter. Hold on. But it's not about pshat. One second. It's not about my pshat. I think this is pshutish shemikra. I think this is pshutish shemikra. I'm trying to teach you not just a chapter nine days, and I'm doing especially, I'm trying to teach you how to learn a chapter. How do you learn a chapter? One second. Why don't you listen to me? You learn a chapter by not bringing anything in from anywhere else and just trying to understand what is being said here. 
Hold on, hold on a second. I hear, not only this question, many, and I'm not saying that, there, that I understand the inclination and temptation to do so, but just be aware that if that's the problem, that you're bringing other things into it, guarantee that it's gonna, you're going to have other distortions, not just in this chapter. I'm trying to suggest is like this. Try to understand what this chapter is saying. That's exactly what I'm doing now. If I start bringing, I have also some knowledge from other Maimara. I could bring a whole bunch of contradictions to things that say to this chapter okay. from other Maimara, which would be defeat the whole purpose. What, what, you have to understand the context here. That's why I keep going back. The real context, actually, the most important is where it began altogether. We're not even talking about this page, the beginning. The whole thing, really, it came to explain how Chochmah is fundamentally higher than Bina. Okay? And to doing that, he said that Bina understands the Metzius of something, exists. Asaga means you have to grasp it. And Meichen understands, and Abba, Chochmah understands the essence, which is not graspable. He then began a discussion, saying, Eichen the Abba, therefore, is higher than Ishtalshlis. To understand that, he explains what Ishtalshlis is. Ishtalshlis is ill of all. To explain that, he says there's two types of ill of all. So all subsets of subsets, all leading to somewhere. Everything he's saying has to be consistent with his initial point of departure. You lose sight of that, and you just jump on a line, guarantee that you're going to make mistakes. Okay, I don't mean you, anyone. Okay. That's why it's critical, because there's a flow here. He can't suddenly be going... Off, uh, if he goes on a track and he never comes back to this, then, I, then we have to really study and understand what's going on. I'm not saying this line can't be read otherwise. I'm saying that it cannot be read otherwise if you read the context. Okay. Now, if it ends up being that he's also talking about Chetzen Hamechen, you know, because the Rebbe Rashab can suddenly be thorough and start talking the other way around. Start saying, you know what? It's also good to know that, 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 that Midas has only Chetzen Hamechen. I, I, I have no problem with that. If that's where he wants to go, that's where we'll go. The Rebbe Shab is the captain here of the ship. One second. So now let's go back here. Okay, so now this... No, 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 no. I want to finish now. Because okay. now I'm talking about the Pshat in the chapter, not about you. Okay? okay? I'm talking about Pshat in a chapter that we're learning of the Rebbe Rashab. I'm now... If the Rebbe Rashab was sitting here and saying the Mimer, we all of us would not be speaking. We'd only be listening. And then afterwards, we could be arguing. And I would say, those that heard what he said will say certain things. Those that are here, what they said will say something else. So I'm trying to understand what the Rebbe Rashab is telling us here. So let me continue. So in these two types of Ilava'alu, this is a summary of, of, the, of the chapter anyway. I'm saying it not just for context of this line. I'm, I'm summarizing where I then the chapter almost. So there's two types of Ishtalshlis that he wants to explain. Abba, that's higher than Ishtalshlis. He's saying that, that, that there's two types. There's Ilava'alu, we'd say more closer to each other, where or the other way around. There's Ilavala where the cause and effect are two different entities. But one gives birth to the other. Like he says, the Betan, like a child and a parent. Midas and Meichin, which is what we're discussing. There's the other Ilavala, which we'll discuss in the next chapter, where they're the same entity, and one just leads to the next. Meichin and Midas, he had to make a case now for the first type of Ilavala. They're separate entities. To make the case, it took a whole page, basically, to explain, first of all, that Meichin and Midas are not the same thing. But on the other hand, it's Ilavol. Remember, we're talking here interface. We're not just talking about, we're talking about entities that are going to speak to each other. So how does that work? So the dynamic works back and forth, back and forth. Moichin has within it a thing called Midas. If it didn't have Midas in it, it would never be able to speak to emotions. Emotions would be here, intelligence here. You're either an emotional creature or an intellectual creature. No, Moichin has within it excitement. However, it's an excitement that's not about what real emotions are. It's excitement about the thing. This is a good thing. Beautiful thing. Great. Yekir elakus. God is great. Question if it's great for me, that's step two. When you, now, she has to establish number one is that even the midas of meichen are not real meichen. 
What do I mean? Not real meichin. They're an extension of it. But meichin, by fundamentally, is an intellectual understanding of something. When you're in the early stages of it, you're just focusing on the comprehension. Later, it brings you to a point of espadalus, a certain excitement, avivira, intellectually. But even then, it's still subtle, dakus. Yet, on the other hand, the real emotions will come when you feel it's good for me. But, being that this is a source for this, the way it becomes good for you is after you think it's good in general. So basically, we have three steps. Meichen has their own. which is the subtle emotions in your mind. And that will give birth to emotions that are real emotions in your heart. That's essentially what he said here. Now, he's concluding now, this is the ilavalo of the first type, of two different mohusim. Meichen and are two different mohusim. And as such, because they're two separate entities, you have to say, he says these words, when the cause encompasses the all, which means the midis are in the moichin, in the moshul. It's only the outer and extended part of the emotions. That's how I would interpret it, based on the context. Can you interpret it that it's only the external? Yeah, you could. You could say, he maybe he's focusing the other side, that the midis are just an external part of moichin. But he didn't really use those words before. He didn't use that. If he said earlier that the midas within meichen are chitzenius hameichen, would be fine. He said the opposite. He said it's chitzenius hamidas, or not chitzenius hamidas. He said it's not the real midas. If he had said that when a person is in midas meichen, they're now no longer really in their mind, then then it would be different. Actually, he said the opposite. Then when you go deeper with your mind, that's when the emotions awake. So if anything, you could argue that you actually get the premise of the meichen in the midrash of Because he said when you go deeper into a concept, that's when you start sensing the yaker of it, the value of it, and the midrash of So if anything, I would say that it's actually, from, from before he said before, that depth of meichen is more emotional than external meichen. In other words, when you're beginning comprehension, you're, you're detached. Then as you delve deeper into it, you reach a place where the thing really becomes valuable. Not yet for you, but valuable. So if anything, you can interpret that this would not apply to the Chetzenis of Mechen. Technically, could you apply it? Yeah, but I would, I would probably read, as I said, naturally, the flow seems to be like this. The only thing that threw him off is a Shalai. It should have said Shalaham. If it's on the Midas, it should have said Shalaham. Shalai is talking about the Mechen. Yeah, but Elo and Olo here are both here, Yachid. So... He's not saying mechen amidus. If he's talking loshen rabim, ill of all, each one is so. Yishalei can go either on the illa or on the all. It doesn't. Uh... Let's read on. Let's see. Now you have anything you want to say? Go ahead. Yes, two things I'd like to say. One, thing, we already did discuss senius um, mechen before. We said there had to be a reader for mechen in order to. In this chapter. The previous one. Which one? I think it was in Lamed uh, Hes. Talking about how we had to have a change in Mechin in order to relate to meters, had to be read. Yeah, in the beginning of chapter 38, yeah. So, in other words, we already have the idea that there is a change in Mechin, so it is in Mechin in order to relate to meters. However, 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 he's not coming here to explain that. He's gone on to a new subject matter. It would be good if this was said, all this, at the end of that chapter, yeah. It's just to refer to that. He's, he has gone on now to explain, as I said, he's now trying to explain how, how, how Abba is higher than Ishtalshlus. So even though it's correct, he, he mentioned that, yeah. but, but he didn't, it's not in the context of this chapter and at all. The second question I have is, uh, I think, with the way that when I read this, when I learned this, I thought that we were talking about Ahmed the Tanukim was a completely different class of Abba. 
So it's a different type of what? Different class of ahava. More related to the idea we had previously. There was a difference between rightus uh, delibo and ahava shubabay. And here we described, since the person we were discussing a, a, a deeper uh, understanding was going on, so he first came to teach us what would happen with Rusa de Lipa, which is Ahava Batayimudi. And then he goes right to it, and then he says that Avo, but then he goes on to talk about Ahava Murgash, and then he's talking about a different class of Ahava apparently. And this is what he refers to in the parentheses. He says, Ahava and now he says, that's not the spirals at all, that's the Vekos. We're not talking about the Vekos, we're talking about the spirals. So I thought we're talking about two different types of Ahava. In this chapter? Yeah, yeah. In this chapter. Do you see contradiction between the two? We're, we're, he mentions very little about Avatainogim. He says first, as Dveikus Atzmi, and then the parenthesis it says again, Dveikus. Yeah, Dveikus, not his palace. In the parenthesis he says, Ainz of Chinsis Palace, Chinsis Dveikus. Okay? He's trying to say is that it's not as, it's not really intense emotions as it is in Midas, basically. No, there is, there is, there is. There is. So what are you saying? So we say he's contradicting himself? One line to the next? Well, what, what, read, but read a line before. Well, let me say now. He said, he says like this. Um, that you have there's midas and meichen, right? He's speaking about midas and meichen. He says when you go deep deeper into something, you begin to appreciate stakla bikar the malka, yekar the ili, the value, the preciousness. When you are comprehending it, what you're appreciating is the value, and and um, and the soul connecting to it. That's avad v'tanugim. But he says this hergish is separate from the hasaga. Basically, that's what he's saying. Okay, so he's speaking about his palace. He's just qualifying in the parentheses that avetanugim, when you really break it down, avetanugim is, is, is sometimes called something you don't have any spilus. But the line before he says, Maspil See the line right before the parentheses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's talking about the Ispilus. He's just qualifying the fact that I brought Avatainugim, because yeah. Avatainugim doesn't have Ispilus, but that's just a, it's just a, a qualification about the level of Avatainugim. But he's not contradicting himself. You're asking why he's bringing Avatainugim if it has no Ispilus? Because Avatainugim is connected to that appreciation of God's value. That's really why he's bringing it. That knows the mind can appreciate the value and that it's good for me and get excited about it. However, when you speak specifically, Avatainugim, Avatainugim is not a spiralist level. But it's connected to that type of thing of appreciating the value of something. I mean, so what? There's like two levels within this, in, the, in that. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a parenthesis that is qualifying. Okay. He qualified because Avatainugim, I guess, in some places is, 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 is not considered a spiralist at all. But he's definitely talking about the spiralist in the mind here. That's the whole chapter falls apart if he's not. So that's, that's all. So now he says like this. Let's see. So same like we talk the same is with like Midas is a separate entity from, from mind, emotions from heart. The same thing, Bina, comprehension is a separate entity from Chochmah, the conception. 
but it evolves. It, it, it the process. It, it, it's a result of. It comes from chokhma. Like it says in Idrizut in the Zaya and Azinu, that this chokhma from which expansion extends from Africa and uh, from it from it emerges, nafkes uh, comes out of it. From it comes out bina. So bina and chokhma are two separate entities. As a matter of fact, it says in places bina has its own root, just like kalim have their own root. Bina has its own root, but. Bottom line is the process of how this this bin is born, how it emerges is from chachma. So basically, saying the same thing, the ilavol of midas amechin relatively is also within chachma bina. Yeah, well, because it's going to probably say there's two levels in Chachma. The Chachma Be'etzim and so on. Yeah. yeah. Let's see, maybe the end here is going to clarify this last line also. And elsewhere it's explained that the emotions in the mind are there, they're still like the mind, they're still intellectual. See, this is a little different than what he said earlier. Before, he said Midas and Mechin. It's still even there. It's a fundamentally different entity. However, it's under the influence of the meichin, so it's subtle, and it's uh, it's not yet good for me. It's not real midas. No, it's not full blown midas, but it's definitely in a. When a mother, I was going to say this example. Give the example for pregnancy. It said ibur beten. When a mother conceives a child, when a child is conceived in mother's womb, so it says uber yerechimay, meaning the the fetus. Is like an extension, an organ of the body of the woman, but it's still a new entity. It's a new entity, and that one day will be leaving this womb. It's a new entity. It's a new life. Now, but then nine months, it still has something, you know, in laws of let's say, if there's a threat to the mother's life. There's no, it's not a question of two lives here, you know. But that's just because that's the state at that point. But it will be a separate life, and it's a new neshama, and a new goof. That feeding, again, it's all coming. So it's coming, the process, a, ba- a baby cannot be born in this world without going through a mother's womb. But it's not the natural thing that a mother's womb is suddenly going to conceive a baby without a seed. It has to be fertilized. So it's coming from another place. The, mother is the, 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 the fetus and the mother are two entities, like Midas and Mechen. But these Midas are mamish, from the second they're born, they already emerge from the mother's physical being. It'll be her uterus, that will begin to develop the seed that she has. Like you say, good, she has this, her, her, her egg comes from her parents, etc., etc. So it has all the, gen, the genetic makeup. But the bottom line, it's part of her. The food, the, everything that the, the, the child will be nourished will be coming from through the mother. But it's still a separate entity. You know? I, I, does, I'm not going to say this is ill of all because birth can be yeshma'i in a certain element. But there's a certain ill of all here. Two muhusim, where one is emerging from the other. Similar to this Mechen Amidus. So the way the child is inside the mother's womb, especially in the early stages of pregnancy, it's almost non-existent. Almost you can't even recognize. It's completely part of the mother. It's so subtle. Right? But it begins to have an effect on, on the person. So there's some type of, let's call it like in the Midas level, some type of, some emergence of something else is happening. When will it become real Midas? When it leaves the womb. 
That's when it will come full blown midas on its own and so on. <coughs> so what do we have here from the analogy? A few things. Midas the way he said before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we have from this? We have from this is that the Midas are a separate entity, that's for sure, it's a separate new life. On the other hand, it's, it's completely on the level of the original life, of the, of the mother. Um, so it has it has both sides to it. How would that be relevant to Ilva'al? So it's an Ilva'al, two different Mohusim. And like he says here, the rule then is in this example, actually, you would say that what the the no, you could say both ways. No, anyway, now he's going on and saying something, saying not now. So there we spoke before that it's not muhus hamechin, it's it's midas. But then it's influenced by the Mechim. Here it says, in another place it says that they're still considered Muhus HaMechim. Meaning like it's still in the, the personality of the Mechim. Not just that it's under its influence and it's... Uh, in other words, bottom line is the emotions in the mind. When you get excited in the mind, is it an emotion or is it an intellectual experience? We all agree it's separate from pure intellect, which doesn't have to get excited. Yeah, but is it an intellectual, emo- emotional? In other words, what do you focus on? Is it the meichin shebeze or is it midis? The truth is, obviously, both. Depending which side. Let's see what he says here. Remember, I asked that before. He said before about the satisfaction someone has. I don't think it's the satisfaction of understanding. But you could argue, especially what he said earlier, that when you understand a concept, the early stages, fine, no emotions. But then you're beginning to really, if you really appreciate the thing you're studying, you start saying, this thing is really good. And who better can explain the goodness of something than the one that, that contemplated on it and developed a whole uh, comprehension. If someone wrote a book on a subject, the best expert is going to tell you how good that thing is. Or how bad it is, whatever, the emotion of it. So you could argue that the shlemus of meichen is when it comes into a feeling that it's good. And if you don't have that feeling, it's not meichen. That's... Essentially, what he's saying. So, in other words, this is still part of mind. I'm, I added that maybe it's even the ultimate of the mind. He doesn't say that. And the birth of the midas of the heart is that a reflection of the mind. That that extent that there's a transmission of a reflection of the mind in order to give birth to the midas. Here's what he says here. And in this way, in this gufa. The second way, according to this, you say, that the effect is a reflection of the, of the cause. As opposed to an extension. You see, if the midas in the mind are more midas dik, they're more midas and less meichen, so then, in a way, there's a close relationship between the emotions in the mind and the emotions afterwards. The only difference is this is real emotions, good for me. In other words, if you're saying the idea that the thing is good is really just the beginning of it's good for me, then it's more than just ha'ara. It's like a, it's more of a... No, because no, that's the second afen. He said, this, this then is the second hyphen of Ilav Al. Right, 
Uh, no, one second, one second. I'm confused here. Oh boy, this is a. It gets faket, yes, mitamo. Because look at the base fanim. He said one is it's a mhus achan, and the other it's a ha'ara min ha'ila. According to this, if midas are more meichin. No, he's saying he's saying I think faket because midas are so much part of meichin. So it's really, so then it's not so then midas outside of mechin is more is closer to mechin sure. because midas right exactly I thought faket I thought the opposite also initially because here again context if you read the line you would say the opposite you'd say only ha'ara he means even more it's ha'ara not just amuhus acher faket I would have understood mommy wow that's interesting yeah 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 if intellect is fundamentally detached from Midas. Right? And but then there's another stage in intellect that brings you to appreciate what's good. And that gives birth to the to the Midas that is good for you. Then it's the first Afin in Ilavaal, Tumuhusim, and one gave birth to the other. It would be like the baby in the mother's womb. And that's what the Chitanius thing comes in here. Yeah, yeah, the Chitanius, whatever. That's the first one? That's the first yeah. But that No, that's the second, no. The first, look at the oi, oi, the first oi. The first oi, oh, okay. Then he's saying in other places it says that Midas is the Meichen still. It's in Meichen itself. That means Meichen have in them fundamentally an emotional element. That's what he's saying. I thought first he's saying the opposite. He's saying it has an emotional element. So then, a Midas that are outside, then it means not that Midas, not the baby starts giving birth to a new entity, the mother already has in, in her a concept of feeling. But then it's completely, in other words, Meichen has Midas. Part of the personality of Meichen is Midas. So then when Midas emerges, not Amhus Acher. It's coming from those Midas. It's different Midas, but it's coming from that, and then it's just a reflection. It's not like a separate entity. That's what he's saying. But Pashtas, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at the Mokamacher to see this. You know, but Pashtas, I would say the other way around. But the context for sure. Huh? Yeah, the next chapter is definitely going to talk about this. He's already going to the harder. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, you know, let me be the kids. We need more, Ian. We're going to finish now. Okay. The summary. Now, 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 because Chachma grasps the essence of the thing, and Bina comprehension grasps only the the being itself, the, the substance itself. And therefore, the Abba, Chachma, is higher than the Stashos. Ilval is only possible in something that's a mitzvah, in the reflection of something. Dehaino bahara, in the reflection, meaning in the reflection. Loi ba'atzmi, in the essence, there's no ishtalshlus ilval. Vivar bezafanim be ilval, and he explains two ways in ilval. Echad shaolu mechus achad. First is that the that the effect is a separate entity. V'nimtzakol ba'il, and and it's found encompassed within the cause. Ukmei hergeshtei v'hadover b'meche. Like something that's good, the feeling of something good inside the mind. Who in your midas shebeseichel? 
That's emotions on the seichel. The bemeichanah is a bob bederach meila leibam murgish. One second. The bemeichanah is a bob bederach meila. Leibam murgish bechinus dveikus. Hey, that's a little additional element here. Because the mind, this is even referring to the the tainugim here. The bemeichanah it comes naturally, comes automatically. What comes automatically? Midas. In other words, it doesn't need an effort. It's extension of meichin. Is that what he's trying to say? Meaning that it's not felt yet in a real tangible way. Okay. He means it's it's still part of the meichin process, so it's very subtle. That's, I think, what he means. And a form of dveikus. And that's the source for the feeling that for him it's good in the heart. And it comes from the outer dimension of seichel. Which is actually not the way I interpret it. But one second, he's not referring to the second Aphon. or is he? No, because I think now he's referring to the second Aphon. One second. Now what he said here is what you said. Just for the record. Okay, so we'll both get a medal. But let's get. But I want to understand it. Beyond, I want to understand because you know, fine. That's not the point here. I, I, I told you, I have no problem. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and secure enough to be wrong. I'm trying to learn pshat here. I'm no, I'm not invested in this maskana. Shaloi is, I told you, Ila and Olol is yachid. What you said is wrong because both of them are lashon yachid. You can't conclude. Meichin is lashon abim, Mamidis is lashon abim. But he does. One second, not Seichel, Meichin is Shalahem also. Meichin is Shalahem also. Why not? Meichin is also Lashon Abba. Not Meyach. First of all, he doesn't say Meichin Midas. He says Ilaval. Ma'achin Sha'ol, Mahus Achar. If anything, by the way, you could say Shalai is Lashon Yachin, Zachin Zachar. And Ilah is Lashon Akeva, maybe. But anyway, bottom line is he does say here from the outer dimension. But my concern is whether he's alluding to the second the second interpretation, because there it is from Chutzenis HaSeichel, because it's harder from it. So it could be, he's not referring to the first Eifin, it could be he's referring to the second Eifin. That I need to study. But let me just say, let me just say, that's a source for that's good for me, for good for him. What is what what This emotion comes from the outer dimension of Seichel. Outer dimension of Seichel. I know, I know, I know. Let's talk about life a moment. I want to just—I'm focusing on life before I go to this. Okay, so let's conclude here. You want to the chapter Lama Tess, chapter uh, page Samach Vov Samach 66, 67, chapter 39.